1: Hey there, so happy to join with you today. I'm still in Greece, so grateful that I can take my ministry on the road and do the radio show, my classes, my sacred circle, and everything from basically any place where they have internet. That's pretty nice. And uh, I'm doing some research, uh, constantly opening myself to new possibilities of sharing So we'll get into that a little bit. And right now, let's start as we always do with a prayer. So we take a breath of love and gratitude together, gratefully and thankfully, opening our heart and opening our mind to infinite intelligence leading us and guiding us. We partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self to speak to us and through us in this very moment. We are grateful and thankful to transcend time and space to join together for the holy purpose of our healing, our awakening, our accepting the atonement for ourselves. We are grateful and thankful that we can consciously choose to say yes. We're saying yes to infinite love, intelligence in every area of our life, leading us and guiding us to the awakening. We're grateful and thankful to dedicate our time together to this holy purpose. We're grateful for our healing, and so we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we allow our healing to be. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So, this week, we're talking about the way out of darkness, and so we're going to look at chapter at 18, section 3, which is entitled, Light in the Dream. And, as you probably know, there's been this massacre in Orlando, Florida, in a nightclub where many people were murdered. And so people are reeling from living in a country now where these kinds of things take place. It's it's disturbing anywhere it happens in the world, but of course when it happens in your neighborhood, it's more distressing. And so these events propel us to look within. Because we're all one. There is only one. One life, one mind, one power, one presence. We are not separate from each other. And so anyone's hatred is an expression of self-hatred. And self-hatred is always about separation. And so the cure for self-hatred, the cure for self-hatred is, as it says in A Course in Miracles, it's forgiveness. What is forgiveness? It's non-judgment. It's non-condemnation. Judgment is condemnation. And so in addition to true forgiveness, the practice of non-judgment, We also accept the atonement for ourselves. That's the other thing. What does that mean? It means that we are accepting for ourselves that there is no separation. There has been no separation. There will be no separation. Separation is an illusion. And so what A Course in Miracles tells us is that we are beings of light. That this is our true nature. We are beings of light. And so what we're doing in healing our mind with this A Course Miracles mind training system. <laughs> Didn't know it was a system maybe. <laughs> what we're doing is we are taking the darkness and making an offering of it to the light. So we're allowing our mind to be healed over and over and over again. In A Course in Miracles, Jesus tells us, essentially, don't ask the Holy Spirit to arrange the deck chairs on the Titanic of your life. Instead, be willing to allow the Holy Spirit, which is your higher self, I truly believe that. Holy Spirit is a name for higher self. It is a name for the mighty I Am Presence. It is a name for the guardian angel. I do believe that these are all the same things. So we consciously connect and commune with the higher self, the Holy Spirit, to hear and know and feel and see clearly divine guidance and inspiration. To know the truth that sets us free. This is our agenda. The higher self, the Holy Spirit, the I Am Presence, the Guardian Angel, whatever you'd like to call it. It is our true nature. It is our perfect self. It is our true identity. The personality, ego, self is a false identity. So what we're doing with studying A Course in Miracles is we're waking up to recognize that we have completely bought into, fed, and created and elaborated upon a false identity for the purpose of experiencing separation. We've experienced it to the maximum. (laughs) Now we're tired of it. We're done with it. We're sending it back to where it came from, which is nothing, illusion, and we're accepting our true identity. That's accepting the atonement for ourselves too. It's accepting that our true identity and our true nature is perfect and that we don't have to make ourselves perfect because we're already perfect. All we have to do is stop clinging to the belief that we're not perfect. And so it is the Holy Spirit that will allow us to make this transformation easy and graceful. If we give the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. If we say, you decide for me. This is what Jesus' advice is to us in A Course of Miracles. To say every day at the beginning of the day, you decide for me. Let me make no decisions on my, my own. Let me just, I de- decided, you decide for me. I've decided to be truly helpful. And I will be led and guided all day long where to go, what to say, and what to do. And in this, I can rest. Uh, you may have heard me say my favorite personal favorite Course of Miracles lesson is lesson 68, which is love holds no grievances. And then right after the, the lesson 68 is 69, which says my grievances hide the light of the world in me. And it tells us that There is a brilliant light in us, but we can't see it because we are clinging to our judgments and opinions which are like clouds blocking the sun. The sun is still there, even when the clouds are out. And then in Lesson 73, I will there be light. I will there be light. So, And it tells us in that lesson, your picture of the world can only mirror what is within. Now it's very important to understand this your picture of the world can only mirror what is within so your picture is what you see but we don't see what's there we see the picture that we hold in our mind so the the more we clear away the judgments and opinions the more we can see that heaven is here the new heaven and the new earth are being revealed and so in the uh, that that lesson 60 uh, 73 rather i will there be light some of the prayerful affirmations that are given to us are this i will there be light let me behold the light that reflects god's will and mine so remember Course of Miracles tells us our will is God's will. There is no separate will because we are not separate from God. I will there be light. Let me behold the light that, God's, that is God's will and mine, that reflects God's will and mine. I will there be light. Darkness is not my will. And Jesus advises us to repeat that statement I will there be light. Darkness is not my will. Several times an hour. I will there be light. Darkness is not my will. So whenever you feel darkness closing in. Whenever you feel distressed. Whenever you feel sad. Whenever you feel lost or confused. There's your affirmation. Make a de- de- Jesus tells us make a de- declaration of what you'd really like. I will there be light. Darkness is not my will. And because our will is the will of God, we can choose to bring the darkness to the light and make an offering of it. So we've been attached to the darkness and now we're shifting that, we're changing that. So let's go back to chapter 18, section 3, Light in the Dream. It begins like this. You who have spent your life in bringing truth to illusion, reality to fantasy, have walked the way of dreams. Okay? So let's just stop here and see what this means. You who have spent your life bringing truth to illusion. So instead of bringing the illusion to truth, we bring truth to the illusion. So we're sitting in the illusion, convinced of the illusion, reading a book about truth. Versus starting from a place of saying, Okay, everything I think I believe is illusion. Let me bring this to the Holy Spirit for healing and have a healing and recognize and remember the truth. So, this is the fastest path. Is to invoke the Holy Spirit to do the work in our mind. Probably the most frequent question I get is, How do I change my mind? That's probably the most frequent question that I receive from people in my classes and by email and all kinds of ways like that. And the answer is, you do not have to figure out how to change your mind. What a relief. We don't have to figure out how to change our mind. We simply have to be willing to have our mind changed so I'm interested in the light I'm not interested in darkness when we sense pleasure when we sense despair when we sense disgust whatever it is that's bothering us this is not God's will for me my will is perfect happiness and that's what I'm choosing Holy Spirit make it so you see, that demonstrates a real connection to the Holy Spirit. We're not asking the Holy Spirit to fix our life, but to fix our thoughts. And all that's required is our willingness. But you see, if we cling to the thoughts that make us so upset, we don't have any willingness. So if we're continuously affirming the thoughts that make us so upset, our willingness is very Absent. So, in chapter 18, section 3, first paragraph, it says, You have gone from waking to sleeping, and on and on to a yet deeper sleep. So we were awake, and we've fallen asleep, a deep sleep. It says, Each dream has led to other dreams, and every fantasy that seemed to bring a light into the darkness but made the darkness deeper. So one of the things that makes darkness deeper is fantasy. It's a dream within a dream within a dream. (laughs) And so it takes us deeper into that sleeping state. So people ask me this question. Well, Jennifer, what's the difference between having a vision for your life and fantasy? Well, Having a vision for your life is a vision of what? What's happening in that vision? What's happening in a fantasy? Now, in my experience, a fantasy is like a drug. So fantasy is an escape. I don't like my life. I want to pretend I have a different life. I want to imagine that I have a different life. Vision is a tool that spiritual students learn because they recognize the power of the mind to change their life. Fantasy is an escape. It doesn't change our life. Because when the fantasy is over, we're back in the same old life, and now we feel oftentimes more despair. That's why I say fantasy is like a drug. It leaves us with a hangover. Okay, whereas a vision, holding a vision for our life, in holding a vision, we don't need to be specific. We can hold a vision, let's say, as I have done, of broadcasting light to the world, can hold a vision of being a beneficial presence. So, what does that actually mean? So, when I'm envisioning this, I'm envisioning my essence, my soul, my being, broadcasting light energy out in all directions. 360. Top, bottom, sides, front, back. Just broadcasting light. You could say into the world, into the universe. I don't think it really matters. Having a vision of being of beneficial presence, it's, for me, that vision is actually also a feeling, a feeling of peace, a feeling of compassion, a feeling of openness, a feeling of happiness, a feeling of joy and vibrancy and light that I'm broadcasting. For instance, I'll, I'll give you an example. I, uh, for the last couple of years, I've been training people who would like to be spiritual counselors. And as you may have heard, I recently did a spiritual counseling training intensive. And, uh, I've been talking with the folks who took that, who are now in my certification program. And there, what they're experiencing now is a byproduct of my holding a vision. So I held a vision of me at the center downloading divine insight and wisdom and broadcasting it like broadcasting the light to people and that their light would become brighter. And sometimes I see it as people... Uh, As beings of light and the clouds are parting, the darkness is falling away. Sometimes it seems like people wear their beliefs and opinions, their judgments, their pain and suffering like cloaks, coats, uh, uh, dark coverings. And seeing that falling away, that's a way to hold a vision. Uh, People can hold a vision Perhaps you have a vision to write a book. You might have a vision of yourself holding that book. And the feeling of you holding that book is one of great peace and expansion and clarity and freedom, prosperity and abundance. That you're spreading the light by sharing your book. And we can also, in a vision, hold it broadcasting out to many people. Many, many people have that book, but what is it that they're doing with that book? I remember once I was teaching a class for uh, teenagers, and we were visioning. And this one person's vision was uh, that they wanted to write a book about their life. And I said, that's wonderful, that's great. So, in the vision of writing this book, what's the benefit to people of reading it? And he said, I don't care what the benefit is, I just want them to buy the book. I said, but why would people buy a book that there's no benefit to it? So then he got to see that he could include in his vision the benefit to others. And what difference it would make in their life. Now, we're, we're holding a vision of bringing light and being a benefit. This is the thing that we're holding a vision of. Otherwise, what is it? Now, I, we can hold a vision of having a beautiful meal. Certainly, when I cook a meal for friends or family, I do. I hold a vision of that. And I hold in my mind that people will be enjoying the food and feeling uplifted and nourished and happy and enjoying it and that there's communion taking place. So this is a very simple way for us to find our way out of darkness by seeing ourselves as beings of light bringing the light to the world. Now let me just say that when I began this practice of holding a vision of light for myself and for everyone who participates, for all beings, because we're one, when I began doing this, I did not feel like I was filled with light. I had... The feeling that there was a lot of darkness in me. I even felt that there was evil in me. I had all kinds of crazy judgments and opinions about myself. But I was still willing to hold a vision of myself as a light being. So I'm saying this to say start where you are. Start where you are. Now, going back to the text here, it says, Each dream has led to other dreams and every fantasy that seemed to bring a light into the darkness but made the darkness deeper. Your goal was darkness in which no ray of light could enter and you sought a blackness so complete that you could hide from truth forever. In complete insanity. What you forgot was simply that God cannot destroy Himself. The light is in you. Darkness can cover it, but cannot put it out. So I think that we have to take on faith that what Jesus is telling us here is that we once had a goal of darkness. ...in which no ray of light could enter. And now that's changing. It says, as the light comes nearer, you will rush to darkness, shrinking from truth, sometimes retreating to the lesser forms of fear, and sometimes to stark terror. Now, I can tell you, I have felt terror. I really, really have. And and I have definitely rushed to the darkness from the light... Because I didn't feel worthy, because it scared me, because it was foreign to me. And so, many times, just notice, when there's a call for you to be kind or compassionate to someone who's suffering. When someone, for instance, we have this uh, man in Orlando who murdered all these people. He's a terrorist. That was what—that was the role that he played in this event. He was the terrorist. We can have compassion for him. We can pray for his soul, because our soul, his soul, they are connected. They are one. So any prayer for anyone is a prayer for all. Many times people are frightened by political candidates. Well, if you are frightened by a political candidate or you're disgusted by them or however you might feel that doesn't make you happy about a political candidate, you can recognize that if it upsets you, what they're doing, what they're saying, what they're not doing, what they're not saying, if any of that upsets you, Right there in that moment, this is when you are rushing to the darkness, shrinking from the truth, sometimes retreating to the lesser forms of fear and sometimes to stark terror. Because it's in those moments of upset and anger and attack, it is in the the experience of feeling very sad and depressed and resentful and hurt That we are retreating into fear. We are moving away from the light. Because when we choose compassion, when we choose harmony, when we choose love, then we're moving towards the light. When we're upset, we are moving away from the light. It says here, But you will advance. You will advance to the light. Because your goal is the advance from fear to truth. The goal you accepted is the goal of knowledge for which you signified your willingness. Fear seems to live in darkness. And when you are afraid, you have stepped back. Let us join quickly in an instant of light and it will be enough to remind you that your goal is light. So in the instant of light will be enough to remind you that your goal is light. So once again, it comes back to your willingness to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and to choose light, to choose love, to choose willingness. The Holy Spirit will do the heavy lifting if you are willing. And I am so grateful that that is so. Yes. Well, it's time for us to take a break here. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you are listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're being the light, and we're walking the talk. Don't go away. Be right back.
0: Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles Living the Love, Walking the Talk.
1: And we're back. Welcome back, I'm Jennifer Hadley, you're listening to A Course in Miracles, and our topic this week is the way out of darkness, and we're looking at chapter 18, section 3, which is entitled Light in the Dream, and just before I dive back into that, as promised earlier, I would like to share with you some updates and announcements of things that are going on. So I am very excited, I'm just so excited about what's unfolding for the Power of Love Ministry, which is the ministry I founded and which produces this radio show along with the Unity Radio Network, and I'm now offering spiritual counseling training So I've been doing that for a couple of years now, and I feel like it's so successful. We just had one of the intensive spiritual counseling training intensives uh, last month, and now I'm preparing to do one in September in England, and then one in Thailand in November, picking interesting places so that we can really... uh, Oh, get away from it all and have an adventure along with doing the intensive spiritual counseling training work. Because the intensive definitely is intensive. And I think that's part of what brings so much benefit to the people who participate. Now, just... uh a little bit more about this. This intensive is open to anyone, absolutely anyone. And so people have come to do the intensive just to deepen their own spiritual studies and experience, which I think is a perfectly good reason to do it. I've also had people who were therapists, social workers, Uh, people who were life coaches, executive coaches, people who were interested in being spiritual counselors, all kinds of people from different professions have done the spiritual counseling training intensive and found it to be highly beneficial. So if you're interested in that, stay tuned. I'll be making announcements about that. And I also offer a spiritual counseling training certification. I have a certification program, and I'm really interested in supporting people and becoming spiritual counselors, because if I can help one person who might be helping a hundred people, then it's a whole lot more benefit rippling out And I know so many people who are really interested in doing the spiritual counseling work like I've been doing for 16 years now. And it just brings so much joy. So I'm really thrilled that I've been able to share that joy with people who are now uh, starting the spiritual counseling profession. And really enjoying it, really inspired, really turned on, and being successful with it. So that's very exciting to me. I'm also going to be offering some other retreats, uh, a Course a Miracles retreat, a Forgiveness retreat, a New Year's retreat. Uh, So I'm offering a couple of retreats in October in the United States, uh, in North Carolina, and uh, at New Year's in North Carolina, a New Year's Reboot Retreat. And then I'm also going to be doing, in November, uh, in Thailand, right after the Spiritual Counseling Training Intensive, a self-love and extreme pampering retreat. So doing more in-person events and retreats This year, very excited about that. And as soon as I have all the details, I'll be sending out an email, making Facebook announcements, and I'll let you know. So, letting you know those things are in the works now. You can learn more about the Spiritual Counseling Certification Program at jenniferhadley.com. All right. (sighs) Bringing Light. And moving out of the darkness into the light. That's what we're talking about this week. And uh, section 3, chapter 18 is entitled, Light in the Dream. Paragraph 3. Truth has rushed to meet you since you called upon it. If you knew who walks beside you on the way that you have chosen, fear would be impossible. This is one of my favorite sentences in all of A Course in Miracles. If you knew who walks beside you on the way that you have chosen, fear would be impossible. So, how can we go from being afraid and not knowing who walks beside us to knowing who walks beside us and being unafraid? It's just our willingness. And this is something that I can honestly say that I did. I began to sense that there were mighty companions in the invisible realm who were walking with me. And indeed in the development of trust section in chapter 4 of the manual for teachers, it talks there about you, you get to a certain point and you realize you have mighty companions walking with you. So we always have mighty companions walking with us in the invisible realm. Let us recognize it. So you can, as I did, begin to say, I know you're there. Help me feel you. Help me hear you. Help me recognize you. Help me hear your guidance and feel your guidance. So, this is the Holy Spirit, this is the I Am Presence, the Guardian Angel, the presence of Jesus is always with us. In fact, this is one of my, another one of my uh, favorite quotes from A Course in Miracles is he says to us that when I said I am always with you, I meant it literally. So he's always with us. He is our mighty companion and more. So we can say, well, I don't feel that. It doesn't seem true to me at this time. But it's our willingness to feel it, our willingness to know it, that brings it forward. If you knew who walks beside you on the way that you have chosen, we've chosen the way that we're walking, fear would be impossible. You do not know Because the journey into darkness has been long and cruel, and you have gone deep into it. A little flicker of your eyelids, closed so long, has not yet been sufficient to give you confidence in yourself, so long despised. So we've despised ourselves so long that just little flickers of awakening are not enough to give us confidence in ourselves Yet. He says, you go toward love still hating it and terribly afraid of its judgment upon you. So, this is the thing that is such a strong ego belief is because the ego is in attack mode all of the time, it worships attack, it believes in attack, it feels attack is so valuable. An attack is punishment. That's the ego way. As virtually all of the parables of Jesus tell us, there's no punishment in God. The minute you decide to go home, you are welcomed. They, 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 they There'll be a feast laid out for you. A celebration put on because you've decided to go home. So... You go toward love, still hating it, and terribly afraid of its judgment upon you. There's this belief that we just don't deserve to be loved. Because we believe that others don't deserve to be loved, we believe it about ourselves. It's not true. But because of this, we feel that love will punish us. That love, which is what God is will punish us for defecting. So this is the parable of the prodigal son. must realize that our Mother-Father-God Presence, our Creator, will only rejoice at our decision to recognize the separation never occurred. It's only an illusion, so nothing real has happened. It's just been an adventure like playing a video game. You can play a video game and die in a video game and nothing has happened. You can play a video game and you can kill a hundred people and still nothing has happened. And you see, the Holy Spirit gives us these metaphors like a video game to help us understand the illusion. It seems like in a video game you have so much power to attack, to kill, to destroy, to blow things up. But it's nothing. It's an illusion. It says, and you do not realize that you are not afraid of love, but only of what you've made of it. So it's not actually love we're afraid of. It's the delusion of love that we are, we've are we created that we've hung on to, it's the illusion that we're afraid of. It says, You are advancing to love's meaning, and away from all illusions in which you have surrounded it. When you retreat to the illusion, your fear increases, for there is little doubt that what you think it means is fearful. So, we are advancing To love's meaning, love's perfection, love's wholeness, love's healing. We're advancing. And we are advancing away from the illusion. And sometimes we still retreat to the illusion. We retreat into our judgments and opinions. We retreat into blaming and shaming and being angry and trying to make people pay. And thinking they should feel guilty and ashamed for what they did. When we retreat to the illusion, our fear increases. So, for instance, right now, during the political campaign, it's pretty easy to look at the candidates sometimes and think, what an idiot, that's wrong, that's bad. And so when we retreat into those judgments, then our fear increases. Then we start thinking, okay, we've got these political candidates, I don't like any of them, they all disgust me, Or, I love this one, I'm afraid the other one's going to win. Whatever our opinions might be, when we retreat into making the illusion real, then we are going to feel more afraid. Yet, what is that to us who travel surely and very swiftly away from fear? It's just a temporary detour. But remember, like we were talking about last week, it's assured, we're all going to get there in the end. So you can take a detour, but you can't be lost. It says, you who hold your brother's hand also hold mine. For when you joined each other, you were not alone. So this is another way of saying that where two or more are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them. So We hold our brother's hand, our brothers and our sisters are the greatest access that we have to our awakening. They're the greatest healing opportunity that we have. And so, especially when we are in this place of... Joining with our brother, not seeing them as separate. We don't have to physically be in our brother's and sister's presence. Right now, you and I are not physically in each other's presence. But we're joined together at the level of the mind. And so by joining together, you and I right now, Jesus is here with us. You who hold your brother's hand also hold mine. For when you joined each other, you were not alone. Do you believe that I would leave you in the darkness that you agreed to leave with me? In your relationship is the world's light. So it's in our relationship with our brothers and sisters that we find the light of our being. It's in our willingness to have holy relationships with our brothers and sisters that we discover the light in our being. Because as we're willing to see the light in others, we can see it in ourselves. In your relationship is this world's light, and fear must disappear before you now. Be tempted not to snatch away the gift of faith you offer to your brother. You will succeed only in frightening yourself. The gift is given forever, for God himself received it. You cannot take it back. You have accepted God. The holiness of your relationship is established in heaven. You do not understand what you accepted, but remember that your understanding is not necessary. All that was necessary was merely the wish to understand. That wish was the desire to be holy. The will of God is granted you, for you desired the only thing you ever had or ever were. So, We are already holy. We're as holy as holy can be. And this we discover in our relationships. In your relationship is this world's light. So in our relationship we can condemn or we can rise to our holiness. So often people are looking for the magic pill, the magic way to be more holy, the magic way to lighten their burdens and loads. And it's right in front of them, hidden in plain sight. It's having love and compassion for our brothers and sisters as well as ourselves. This is how we discover the light in this world. It's not taking things personally anymore. It's releasing the resentments. This is why A Course in Miracles says, and basically every... Powerful, mystical, spiritual teaching says forgiveness is the way. It is the only way. And what is forgiveness? It's non-judgment. So the way out of darkness is forgiveness. The way out of darkness is our healing. So it goes on to say at the end of paragraph 6, When you joined your brother, you answered me. So when we moved into that space of willingness to join with our brothers, that's when we answered spirit. That's when we moved into this place of willingness. And it says, You, who are now the bringer of salvation, have the function of bringing light to darkness. The darkness in you, has been brought to light. So that's the first thing we do. We bring the darkness in us to light. How do we do that? It's our willingness. It's our calling out to the higher Holy Spirit self for guidance, for insight. That waking up in the morning and saying, You decide for me, lead me, guide me to the highest and best, most loving choices all day, every day. That's how we bring the darkness that we perceive in ourselves to the light. It says, the darkness in you has been brought to the light. Carry it back to darkness. So we take the light and we carry it back to darkness through our relationships. It says, carry it back to darkness from the holy instant to which you brought it. We are made whole in our desire to make whole. We are made whole in our desire to make whole. You see, our desire is a component of our willingness. When we have that real desire to know our wholeness, we have a great willingness then. That's why we ask the question sometimes in spiritual meetings and services, Wilt thou be made whole? Wilt thou be made whole? It says, Let not... Time worry you for all the fear that you and your brother experience is really past. So forget about time. Time is a, a construct of the illusion. Remember, you are eternal. You are not time bound. You never have been and you never will be. It says, Time has been readjusted to help us do together what your separate pasts would hinder so being the two or more who are gathered in the name and the nature of love we can do what our separate pasts and it's the the separate past of your brother and your sister and yours would hinder so the belief in the past the judgments of the past the ideas of the past the perceptions of the past will hinder you've gone past fear for no two minds can join in the desire for love without love's joining them. So when we are the two or more who are gathered with a desire to bring forth more peace, more love, more joy, then love is there, joy is there, peace is there. And we can recognize it. This is why it's so valuable To have a prayer partner. This is why it's so valuable to be in class with other people who are doing the work. To have a study group with people who are doing the work. Not just talking about it, but walking the talk and living the love. It says, Not one light in heaven but goes with you. Not one ray that shines forever in the mind of God but shines on you. Heaven is joined with you in your advance to heaven. When such great lights have joined with you to give the little spark of your desire, the power of God himself, can you remain in darkness? So when we're the two or more who are gathered like we are just right now in this radio show, because your intention is here, your desire is here, my desire is here, even though time and space may seem to separate us, There's only the one mind and it's always in the eternal now. So it's happening now. So all the great lights, the masters of wisdom and light from the fifth dimension and above join with us to give the little spark of our desire the power of God itself. Is it possible, given all this support, being able to Have a little bit of an understanding of who walks with us. Is it possible to believe that we could continue to remain in darkness with this level of brilliance joined with us? No, no, no. The way out of darkness has come. It says, you and your brother are coming home together after a long and meaningless journey that you undertook apart and that led nowhere. So here's that reference to the meaningless journey. It's meaningless because we've given it all the meaning that it has for us. The ego has given it all the meaning that it has for us. And the only thing that means anything is love. So the journey leads us back to love. The journey itself is meaningless. But that, because it's meaningless, doesn't mean it doesn't have value. And I've talked about this before, because anything that can bring us to the light has value. But it's not eternal, therefore it doesn't have meaning. It says, and it might feel like these things are semantics for now, but just let that be. (laughs) Don't, Don't, you know, like it says in this section, Forget about trying to understand everything. Just really forget about that. Because our spirit self, our higher self, our holy self already knows everything. So we don't have to try to understand everything. We already know it. It's about willingness to remember it. It says, You have found your brother, and you will light each other's way. And from this light will the great rays extend back into darkness... And forward unto God to shine away the past and so make room for his eternal presence, in which everything is radiant in the light. So, from the light that comes from us being the two or more who are gathered with our brothers and sisters, and the company of heaven that joins us when we gather with the holy purpose and that desire to know the truth, from that that light will the great rays, capital G, capital R, extend back into darkness and forward to God to shine away the past and so make room for God's eternal presence in which everything is radiant in the light. So this one thing of joining with our brothers and sisters in the name and the nature of love for the holy purpose of knowing ourselves. And the desire to be compassionate, to be kind, to be generous, to be patient. This is our salvation. This is our living practice of love. This is our demonstration of true forgiveness. And this is the holy instant awakening us and bringing us to the truth. So good. And I'm so grateful to join with you for this holy purpose. It's time for me to pray. And as I pray... I would like to thank all the people who've been contributing to our efforts to transcribe these radio shows. And very soon, we're going to be posting the transcripts as we have them. We're well underway with the transcribing and the proofreading and all the different parts that go with it. And so that people who are hearing impaired will have the transcripts. And people who just like to read them, people for whom English is not their first language, all folks will be available uh, these transcripts will be available for free for everyone and so your contributions make that possible. You can co- contribute at jenniferhadley.com or power of Lo- love or living com. All three websites are supported by the power of love and so your contributions go to support this effort. I'm also transcribing my daily prayers, and those will be available soon. You can sign up for the podcast of prayers now, and more good free stuff coming your way. I invite you to place your hand on your heart and take this breath with me. We're so grateful and so thankful to be the two or more who are gathered in the name and the nature of love for a holy purpose. Taking this breath of gratitude, so grateful, so thankful to accept and to allow our healing to happen now. We don't have to wait. Now is the eternal moment of our healing. We're already as holy as holy can be. We have found our way out of the darkness to the light of our being. In gratitude, we allow it to be. We share the benefits with everyone. We know it's done, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Yes. God bless you. Thank you. Have a beautiful and blessed week.
0: Thank you for tuning into A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Reverend Jennifer Hadley.